Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the GYST podcast, your favorite podcast, also known as the Get Your Shit Together podcast. My man, Glenn, how you doing today? I'm doing well, and you, sir? Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for allowing me to not be the one to drop an S-bomb first thing in the episode today. That's okay. I think you were going to go for a, an episode trying not to cuss, right? I did attempt that once. It didn't last. Good shit, good shit. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a gun. You son of a gun, you. Didn't uh, last in the whole episode. No, it didn't. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't quite get through it. You know what? I may give it a shot today. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're going to start putting money on this. Just don't do that. Is it like per word or <laughs> per, per word, minute that per I get without, without a word? Or how is this How is it going to work? We're going to put it, you know, every time you do it, you got to put a buck in a, in a, in a jar. But what, for, what about for every word I don't cuss? At the end of the week, you get to keep that money that's already it's in the jar. How risk, about that? It's going to be risk think and of reward. It like, think about like savings, right? Yeah. The curse jar is your savings. What? My savings? Yeah. Then how come I can't just hold on to my money myself? Well, because there's got to be a cost. It's always if a cost. You, if you'd go a full month, a full set of episodes, and you don't curse, you get to keep the money. If not, we use the money and buy snacks. What? Can I eat snacks? Uh, I don't know. We may have to eat them in, in front of you for at least the first five minutes, and then we might let you have one or two. The crumbs? Yeah, that's right, the crumbs. I get all the broken combos, huh? That's right. The, in the, the bottom of the bag. Yeah, the combos that fell on the floor. Yuck city. Nobody wants those. <laughs> um, man, thank you thank you for joining. So, listeners, you've got myself, Kyle Reed, as well as... Glenn Rux here. All right. Thank you, my man. Rohit is in the studio with us today, just kind of hanging out. And Glenn and I are going to deliver a fantastic episode for you guys this particular week. So, Glenn, our episode today is all about fear. Mm-hmm. Conquering fear, how to identify fears, and, and what truly is it? So, to you, what is a fear? What is maybe your definition of fear? What are some things that you think of when you hear the word fear? A gut-wrenching aversion to doing something. Oh, say that again? A gut-wrenching what now? Aversion to doing oh, something. got it. Something that literally freezes your thought processes and tells you you can't do this you shouldn't do this you will have this happen if you do this hmm so you draw conclusions exactly hmm that's good I like that it's really what is what do we have to fear it's just whatever we believe is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's our beliefs that, that we actually fear, not actualities. Because you don't know if it's actually going to happen because you're avoiding it. Exactly. You're afraid of an outcome that you don't know of, an uncertainty. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like that. Now, some fears are grounded in truth. I don't want to touch that fire. It'll burn. Well, now you know it'll burn you. Yeah, the first time we learned at a young age, right? What did it take? What are... The blisters, really. Yeah. 
Seriously, <laughs> man. My goodness. That's good. I'm trying to think myself as well how I would define fear. And I, and I like you use the word aversion. I, I'm thinking avoidance. Um, because most people who are afraid of something avoid that thing like the plague. Mm-hmm. And, and you you worded it very, very well. I like that. Um, so I think I would have to... I think I would have to agree on that one. A fear is definitely something you avoid at all costs. You'll even create a narrative to tell yourself, to convince yourself that this is something that there is no absolute way that you will uh, execute, accomplish, finish, whatever it is, whatever the, the task at hand may be. That's good. What um, what was a fear you can remember as a kid? Mm. Outside of spiders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a spider guy. Um, earthquakes. Oh, yeah? You know, growing up in Southern California, you, you know, the first thing you experience, you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, even after you experience it once, you don't know whether your house is going to collapse on you. Yeah. Um, you don't want to go into a building after you've had an earthquake, especially a very powerful one. Um, you're afraid the building could collapse. You're afraid you could get stuck. Um, it's just something that's out of your control. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. So are you afraid of an earthquake or are you afraid of not being in control? It's mainly the, you know, if, if you actually look at a lot of our fears, it is based on not being in control. Yeah. So we like being able to know what's going to happen. So when we don't know what's going to happen, that's what our fear derives from. Yeah. Not knowing what is going to happen. Hmm. We assume, but we may not know. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I, I wrote down a few things too is, is, you know, how do we identify fears? How do you differentiate a fear from something you just don't like are you afraid of public speaking or do you just not like it and that's just one i threw out there right? right are you afraid of spiders or you just not like them like you you mentioned a fear of spiders are you really afraid of them and what makes you afraid of them or do you just don't like them i don't like them but i'm not afraid of them um emily's Deathly afraid of spiders. She won't. She not even like looking at her. She freaks out. As soon as she sees one, Kyle, can you go kill this spider? She, and slugs even more so. Mm. Um, one thing I I wrote down, and I remember this, and um, it's around high school or shortly after. Um, I was afraid of drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. but I I had. I had um, experienced or, or, or <laughs> experimented with um, smoking weed when I was a, a young kid in uh, middle school and, you know, getting people to buy us beers at the corner store when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, here and there. But I think um, a few years later... The more I had seen and things in my family life had changed and uh, my mom began abusing drugs, mm-hmm. I realized, and my dad drank quite often as well, I realized that my parents 
had very addictive personalities. And that scared me. And especially drugs, whether that be um, prescription medicine, marijuana, any other uh, illicit substance, I was afraid that I would enjoy it too much and become addicted as well. Because I, I seen the lack of control my, my mom displayed mm-hmm. uh, when, when she dealt with this. So I was legit afraid to um, just casually do drugs after a while with, my, with friends or people I called friends at the time mm-hmm. for that very reason. Um, it's kind of one of the reasons why today I don't even like taking Sudafed. I can understand that. The only thing I ever really take is ibuprofen. If I have like a really bad headache or, mm-hmm. you know, something. But I, I try not to consume any drugs, so to speak. I, I, I even consider those drugs. Right. Um, alcohol, different story. I like to partake on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time when I was afraid I wouldn't be able to control it. I was seriously afraid that I would have a, a really addictive personality and I would be wanting to drink or do drugs or smoke every day. Um, so I, I just I wouldn't touch anything for a while. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I identified with. It wasn't that I disliked it because I enjoyed it when mm-hmm. I did it. But I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to control it. So maybe... You saw an uncertainty in your future. I saw an... It, Absolutely right. So what I thought I was afraid of was drugs and alcohol, but really I was afraid of not being able to control them. So I was afraid of an addictive personality or an addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of digging a little bit deep there to try and find the source of my fear and, and identify what my fear really was and how and how to conquer it. Um, well, you saw some negatives in that lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And you didn't want to emulate those. You didn't want to have that become who you are Mm -hmm. so you were afraid that was going to take over that's yeah completely understandable because it's based on something you've seen happen to others yes and while you're a different person there's a precedent it's happened to other people that you love and respect yeah and I'm not, I don't want to use this to condone drug or alcohol use as well. No, <laughs> right, no, let's, no, get that, let's get that clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't do drugs, kids. But yeah, you know, as, as you mentioned, even though I did see someone experience it, I hadn't experienced it. And that's kind of what we say is, is a fear. A fear is an acronym, and it's fantasized experiences appearing real. This is something that you're thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. You've been in an earthquake, but you've... You're, you're here. You're fine. Right. Right? What is it about the earthquake that scared you? Maybe falling through a big crack in the earth or something like that? I don't know. Or a house tumbling down on top of you? Mm-hmm. It's never happened to you, right? That To that extent? No. 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 It was always just, this could happen. Because, you, you know, especially during the this 90s in happen. California, right? You know, oh, yeah. You saw that big earthquake. Yeah. 1990, 1992. Yeah. Big earthquake flattened a lot of Los Angeles, a lot of San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Um, you see that happen, right? And you see all the people that lost their lives at that point. Mm-hmm. And I guess my fear 
is going into a building and having that building collapse and feeling trapped. Hmm. It stems from claustrophobia. I don't like being mm. in small places where I don't, where I'm not able to move. Except for the Chevy Aveo. Hey, that thing's roomier in there. <laughs> I know, I know it is actually. You. I was giving you shit. That's right, the soccer mom car. Don't so forget it. That right, it's a good one. <laughs> that is almost another one that almost kind of goes back to losing control. Right. You're not able to get yourself out of a situation. So. Yeah. But again, is that a real situation or is that just you imagining this could be the situation? 100% because it hasn't happened to you. Right. Right. I was, uh, I shared with you guys, I had a family reunion just a couple week, uh, week ago. Yeah, a week and a half ago. And one of my mom's cousins, like my uncle, uh, recently became certified to go scuba diving. And it sounded extremely fascinating to me, but the more I was talking to him about it, the more I got a little scared. Because what my fear was, uh, was being down underwater with all this gear on and something goofy happens or you freak out or something like that or you you get disoriented and you begin to hyperventilate and you have to relax and keep your heart rate down because it's not like you can just quickly go back up to the surface. No, you get the bends. Yeah, right? So you you have to ensure that you're, uh, what is it, like depressurizing or, or right. whatever you're doing as you... Yeah, exactly. As you slowly come to the surface that various um, depths and that freaked me out a little bit because I I wondered if I could control myself and my heart rate and prevent from having like say an anxiety attack or something like that underwater while scuba diving and it kind of like the thought of it was very thrilling and I'm super intrigued and I want to do it but I'm afraid of it. But I'm afraid of something that hasn't happened. I'm imagining this experience. I'm fantasizing this experience that's never happened to me. And I'm making it feel real. And I'm allowing it to prevent me from doing something that could be truly amazing. Why am I doing that? Yeah, just the thought of doing that, right? Gets your heart racing even. Yeah. When... The thought of doing it was cool, but the more I discussed the detail, that was when I created this narrative that I would freak out or I would have an anxiety attack or I wouldn't be able to control my breathing what or my ifs, heart rate. What if I do? What if this happens? Things what if that I... have never happened. Exactly. Things that have never happened. He told me about how um, he got caught on, I think it was like some kelp or something like that. It got caught on the back of his tank and he couldn't go anywhere and he didn't realize that he wasn't moving until he kept swimming, but nothing was getting closer. He was just swimming in place. Mm-hmm. And he kind of freaked out for a second. And then he realized, okay, calm down, relax, you're good, you got plenty of air, what's going on? And he was able to reach out and find that something was just attached to one of the hoses on the back of his tank. Mm-hmm. Once he got it removed, he was fine, and he could move on. That's never happened to me, but all I can think about is what if that happened? And why is my brain going there? Why is my brain going to a worst-case scenario that I've never in my life experienced? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of fascinating to me. I don't know. What do you think? That's what fear is. I mean, you're just imagining something that 
you never know will actually happen. Mm-hmm. You're just assuming it will. You're assuming the worst of every situation, so you, your body's natural reaction is that rush of adrenaline, that rush of uh, blood pressure, <clears throat> right? Assume the worst. Yeah. How do we assume the best? Because that's what I'm trying to get here is we're trying to identify fears. What are some of your fears, right? And how are they holding you back? Mm -hmm. Because that fear is definitely holding me back. I hadn't really considered going scuba diving. Like, it sounds interesting to me, but I don't really feel invested enough in it to take the time to go out and try to do it. Um, Now I think I feel more invested in it than I have in the past. But I think it's because the more I'm thinking about it, the more it's becoming a potential reality, the more I'm allowing my fears to convince me otherwise and to hold me back. So is it something I'm not interested in or because I just truly don't care or am I afraid of it and I'm convincing myself that I don't need to do this, this isn't going to add anything to my life? How do we tell the difference? That's a pretty tough thing to do. Yeah. Because fear is such a common feeling in all of our lives. Yeah. Fear of failure, right? We don't know that we're going to fail, fail, but we're, we're afraid to fail, especially in front of others. That's a good one. Let's actually, before you... In let, I don't want to stop you if you have more to go, but I want to elaborate on that. Right. Fear uh, of failure. Like right now, I've got a team, very impressionable team at work. Uh-huh. Very new, but I'm afraid to fail in front of them because if I fail, I don't want them to feel like this job is too hard. Uh-huh. I mean, I've had what four and a half, almost five years in this in this position. I should be pretty solid. I should be the best at this. Yeah, but if I fail, I'm afraid that that's going to set them to this point where they go, maybe I can't do this. Uh-huh. So um, you, you feel responsible for their success or failure? I do. Okay. Would you say that what you do at work is just something that you do? It's just that. It's something you do, right? Yes. Would you say that play Sea of Things is also something that you do? Yes. You've been playing. You uh, had the beta, right? And mm-hmm. even I think you had the alpha as well, you mentioned. Oh, the yes. Pre-test test, right? Are you the best at Sea of Thieves? Oh, God, no. Am I am I good at it? I'm good, but there are always there's always someone better. You seem to be perfectly fine with not being the best at Sea of Thieves. Until they come by and steal my treasure, in which kind, uh, which case, believe me, I cuss for a, f- a fair hour or two. Right, but you're not <laughs> afraid of that happening. Yeah. You don't consider that failure. Right. I think part of that reason is because Sea of Thieves is something you do. It's not Glenn. But you believe that work is not something you do. It's Glenn. Exactly. Do you think that's an accurate assessment? I think so, yeah. I know that everyone looks at me as, that's Adobe. Glenn is Adobe. Mm -hmm. Um, Glenn is the person to go to for support. So if I fail those people, they're not going to come to me for support. Or they're not going to trust my support anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's going to affect my job. It's going to affect my possibility of earning a living in mm-hmm. the future. So yeah, fear of failure is 
Let's go another layer, though, because I, I uncovered this in myself recently, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think this is huge. I don't know that it's fear of failure. No one wants to fail. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like getting shot in the butt with a BB gun. I don't know why that came to me, but it did, so we'll run with it. No one wants to get shot in the ass with a BB gun. Dang it. <laughs> you failed at cussing again. I failed. I failed. Or I guess you succeeded in cussing. I succeeded in cussing, and I failed at not cussing. But I know that that right there, cussing or not cussing, is not a true reflection of who I am. It's a task or it's an action, right, that I did or didn't execute. Mm -hmm. I like to run. I enjoy it. I know that I'm not the best. I'm okay with that. So if I don't take first place in the next marathon or half marathon I run, I don't think I'm a failure. Because I understand that although I am a runner, that's not all that I am. Mm-hmm. So because I failed to finish this race in first place doesn't mean that Kyle Reed is a failure. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Because I'm not associating running with Competition. my with my being, right. with with myself, with my self worth. Right? And I think that the way that you're telling me you're afraid of failing these people that you work with is because what would you consider yourself to them? A, a mentor? I would, yes. Have you in your life, aside from me asking you this right now, have you gone the past X amount of years thinking that Glenn Rux is a mentor? I am a mentor. I have been a mentor in the past, yes. You have been a mentor in the past, in mm-hmm. instances, right? Yeah, different instances. But you hadn't truly thought, this is me, this this is the epitome of Glenn Rux. No. So how come now that is what you're identifying as 100% and you're associating that if you fail at this thing, that you, Glenn Rux, is a failure? How come it just can't be, well, I'm not that good at that. Maybe I need to work on it. Hey, you know what? It was my responsibility to train these people and do this and this and that. And they're not really excelling. How can I get better at mentoring? How can I get better at coaching or training? It's not a reflection of Glenn Rucks. Mm -hmm. It's just a reflection of your ability to coach or train. We all have things that we're good at. We all have things that we're not good at. We all have things that we can improve at. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about the fear of failure, I think I recently realized that for me to say that I'm afraid to fail is kind of a bullshit answer for the real reason. Mm-hmm. It's because that I'm associating myself with whatever I'm afraid to fail at, right? Mm-hmm. And if I don't do well at it, I think that it's not that I wasn't good at this objective, whatever it was. It's that now I'm inadequate because I'm believing that what I have to offer is truly me. And if I didn't succeed at what I have to offer, then I am inadequate as an individual. And that's just not true. But that 
that's the narrative I've created. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a narrative that a lot of people will create. Because fear of failure is such a common thing to say. Right, but it's really not fear of failure. It's fear of inadequacy. Fear of inadequacy. No one likes to be inadequate. Because people want to feel like they're worth something. And they should, because they are. Everyone has worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you tie you, you you don't have an identity, so you tie yourself so much to something you do that you believe that's your identity. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's powerful. That was that was something that that I kind of dug deep in myself fairly recently, actually. So I really like that you said that because I, I I wouldn't have remembered to be honest <laughs> to bring that up. Um, but man, well, a lot of those fears are just superficial fears. That's the real fear that we need to deal with. Yeah, you got to dig a couple of layers deep. Like, how are you truly going to identify that fear, right? So mm-hmm. we talk about you know fear of failure. Uh, if I say I'm going to run a marathon next week, and I always use running as as an example, mm-hmm. it's, it's near and dear to my heart. My very first marathon. Um, I think I was a little bit afraid of not finishing, but I didn't think I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring myself back to that moment. I didn't think that I would be a failure if I didn't finish. I had watched these videos of people not being able to cross finish line and just like kind of like their body giving up and turning into jello before they cross finish line. Mm-hmm. And I imagined that happening. Didn't happen to me, but I didn't run. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't run as fast as those people. Um, But if I was to dig a little bit deeper and if I was truly afraid of not finishing and I allowed that to hold me back, where else am I allowing it to hold me back in life? Right? Right. Why am I allowing that to be my identity when it's not? It's just another aspect of me. It's just another piece of me. It's another facet of my life. I don't have to be the best at all of them. So the point is to figure out which is the fear that's holding you back for no real reason. Yeah. What is it? How do we identify it? Right? I mean, again, you say fear of failure, but what really is it? What are you really, truly afraid of? So keep asking yourself that question. So why am I afraid of failing at this? Yeah. Okay. What's going to happen? Why am I afraid of the view that these people are going to have from that failure? Do I really value their opinion that much? Or do I really value my opinion of myself that much? Mm-hmm. Why is it an opinion? Why is it just on this? Is this who I am? Yeah. Or is it something I do? It's something you do. It's something you do pretty damn good. Well, thank you, but <laughs> I just try. <laughs> yeah. But I would say you're allowed to not be the best. I'm not telling you not to try to be the best because everyone should strive for that. Oh, yeah. Right? You want to strive for greatness. Always success, strive for but... greatness in everything you do. Mm-hmm. Whether you're successful or not, you'll be able to hold your head up. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. So, man, I mean, with that being said, you know, we'll probably wrap soon, but that was that was good stuff. Good shit, right? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> now, it's a seasoning I got at the house. Rohit got it from me from Big Cock Ranch. Big Cock Ranch? Big Cock Ranch. Ain't that right? Oh, no, I'm Indian. I don't know anything about Big... You went to Big Cock Ranch and you got me good-ish seasoning. Um, is that who makes it? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a Big Cock Ranch that. on the front. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's good. Good what? It's good. Dutty. Mm. 
Um, Which is still cussing in Hindi, by the way. No, it's, so. it's bodily excrement. Yeah, we talked about that early on. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not the slang word. Oh, it's not the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just refers to feces, not like... The S word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the S word again? I don't know. We can play this game. Yeah, buddy. So, Glenn, thank you for that today. Um, today's episode was all about fear, conquering fear and how to identify fear. So we discussed quite a few things. And what we want you to attempt to do is dig a little bit deeper. If you think you're afraid of something, really take a look at it. Or if you think you just don't like something, ask yourself, do I truly not like this? Do I have no interest in this? Or is this something that maybe I'm afraid of? So I've crafted a narrative for myself to believe that I don't like this or I don't want to do this. Or I don't have any interest in this. When truly, it's a fear that's holding me back for no reason. Right? With scuba diving. Sounds pretty interesting. Sounds kind of fun. I've never in my life looked into it. I have a couple of fears. And now I'm thinking, okay, well... I think that my interest level would be gauged by the cost. If it's $5,000, I'm not going to go scuba diving. And it's not because I have certain fears. It's because I don't think it's worth $5,000. Because I know that I've dived into this. No pun intended. (laughs) But if it was, say, $500, okay, that I think is worth it. I think... The experience I can gain from scuba diving, the sense of weightlessness, the sense of freedom that you, that you that I've heard that you experience when scuba diving, I think is worth it. And to overcome some of those fears, I think is definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would urge our listeners to, to do that same thing. Take a deep look and attempt to identify some of your fears. What truly is your fear? How is it holding you back? And what can you do about it? And don't forget that fear is simply an acronym. Fantasize experiences appearing real. Things that have never happened to you before. You're afraid to put your hand on a fire or touch a hot stove? That's not fear. That's common sense. sense. Because you've learned. That's something you've learned. That's a learned behavior. Because you know that it's hot. And you're not afraid to get burned. You know that getting burned adds no value to your life. So you choose not to do it. No, I'm not afraid of fire. I'm not an idiot. I don't want to get burned. It takes away from my life. It doesn't add to it. So I'm going to keep my hand away from that hot stove. So with that, we will leave you with another fantastic episode of the GYST podcast. Your favorite podcast. Get your shit together. GYSDpodcast.com. Take a look. Take a listen. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram and all the fantastic social media sites. And, uh, a lot of Instagram lately. A lot of Instagram lately. That's what I was doing while you guys were recording. Mad pictures, yo. Rohit was over here. I didn't sign a waiver for the photos he was taking, so I'm going to take him to court mm, and sure. uh, try to get $12 out of him for my likeness appearing in the GYST podcast Instagram. Twelve dollars? Twelve dollars. I just said eight, but okay. I just want to get a pizza at Pop Murphy's on a Tuesday. Okay. Okay. 
going to split it with me? Yes, I am. Okay. You're damn right. $12 then. Oh, man. Well, Glenn, I think that's all I got, man. What, you got anything for us in closing? As you, sorry, I asked you right as you take right a sip of your... Sorry, me, man. You know, we have a lot of fears, but if we analyze them, they won't hold us back. Yeah. Just got to find out what we really are afraid of. Take the time and ask a few questions. You know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do, right? Because that took me 35 years to figure that shit out. As long as I can remember, I thought I was afraid of failure. I mean, even something, you know, you've you've got deep fears like the fear of failure, mm-hmm. which stems from other things other than an actual failure. Yeah. But then you've got those simple fears that we all experience every day: spiders, snakes, yeah, insects, bugs. Right? Why are we afraid of them? What are, why are we letting that control our actions around them? Yeah. I nearly threw a small someone through a wall here when he walked by. With a spider in his hand once. Wow. That's fascinating. I remember that day. Yeah. I just told him, get that fucking thing away from me or you're going through the wall. Tell me how you really feel. I was so... yeah. I, I didn't like... I, I still don't like spiders, but now I'm not actually running from them. Yeah. I just grab a vacuum and vacuum them up. I want to see you run from a spider. Dang, it happened You're a big guy. I'm, I'm one of those guys you see on YouTube that grabs out the hairspray and burns his house down because he's trying to <laughs> That would totally be you. <laughs> that would be. That's conquering your fear, my man. I you kill spiders with yep. flamethrowers. Homemade flamethrowers. That's what we're going right. to call it. That's good shit, man. Good shit. <laughs> so, thanks again for tuning in, y'all. We'll see you guys next week for another fantastic episode of the GYSD Podcast. Get your shit together. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.